0: Welcome to the War Report, where culture and politics meet edutainment from street corners to classrooms to cell blocks on the academic auction block. We must address the colonial ops and vet accordingly if Africans across the diaspora will truly be liberated. Exposing all political contradictions must be a priority for all African political prisoners of war and a B.B. hodier.
1: Menticide is defined as the, the deliberate and systematic destruction of a group's mind with the ultimate aim, the ultimate objective being the extirpation or the extermination of that group. That's menticide. This deliberate and systematic destruction of a group's mind. A group's mind with the ultimate objective being the extermination of that group. You can't be the same old Negro expecting the world to change. Some of you have been to every forum in Harlem, every forum in Brooklyn, every forum in New York City. You've been to every forum, you have every tape in your library, and many of you have every book and some books that some of the others may not have even heard of. And though you have all of this, we are yet in the same condition. Many of you have not made a commitment You just come. You just like to be entertained. You just like to leave saying so-and-so sure did rest. Did you hear how he laid it down? Did you read such-and-such a book? Do you have such-and-such a taste? You should come to my house and see my wall. I got everything on the wall, but I ain't got a goddamn thing on the wall. This is the condition of the so-called American Negro. The so-called american negro in
0: the 21st century is a new kind of negro he's a negro and she's a negro and he wears kinky clothes he's a new negro and she's a new negro your brand saint african what, what what's the origins of it what caused you to create this brand this platform that you have uh, been working on for the past
2: few years uh damn that's a good ass question um literally uh I've been involved in the quote-unquote conscious community uh, and, and some of that on the outside for like the past decade um, and just observing um, and, you know, being a student and keeping my mouth shut and just learning. Um, as well as my, my personal background, I deal with psychology, um, behavioral health, and that, that's what my expertise and career is in. So it's kind of like merging the two. And it's, it's just a lot of shit I've I seen that was not my liking, but I didn't want to critique because it's not my job. So i figured well let me create a platform that's dealing with a lot of this insanity that we see of, amongst us which it is a lot of insanity uh and so with that i had i first i had a clothing company it was called divine originals um before that i had a music company uh produ- it was like music production and management and it was called mental rich so i always dealt with the mind of mm-hmm. knowing we smart people um and so with that i was like well let's just deal with sanity and let's deal with shame because. You know, as a European has our people, we're running around insane out here thinking that we're sane. And um, dealing with psychology, we know that European psychology does not work for African people. Shout out to Dr. Amos Wilson. Um, so that's when I really started looking at things as my job and looking at um, just our community as a whole. And I realized much of insanity. Um, so that's why I came up with this, uh, the term sane African. Um, and then I just, it kind of sounded like it should be common. You think so? I researched it, looked it up, and I was surprised that nobody was actually using that. Um, mm-hmm. So I took it, ran with it, and I was like, "That's what I'm gonna name my company." Um, and that's why I came up with Saying African. So really, the back, the whole thing is just addressing the insanity amongst African people and trying to get our people to be psychologically sound. And as Africans, as again, as I as I mentioned before, European psychology, Asian psychology, it does not work for us. So we have to place things in an African frame look at things in african lands and see what works for us anything outside of that is insanity
0: and that's how i really came up with my brand okay absolutely talk about uh you went to haiti mm-hmm. uh, speak on your journey to haiti and and i know from previous like interactions i know that you are
2: of haitian descent yes yes um by where my father's people um his my, his mother um and her mother uh our our, our our haitian people you can say that um so i don't i don't really to be honest i don't really claim it as i used to before because even after going there um just running the haitians i i know that i really not i'm not seen as a haitian and that's cool because i'm african so i don't really trip on that um it's a colonial title but yeah that, that's the way my father's lineage comes from so that's why i took a travel uh to haiti just to go pay respects to my ancestors and, you know, pay respects to my grandmother. So I went about two years ago. Um, it's a great place. It's a great place. I was in uh, Port-au-Prince for a few days, uh, about a week, and then I traveled down to Jackmo about a week. Um, the beautiful people down in Jackmo, Uh It was great. I, I got nothing but love for the people. Port-au-Prince is real different. It's kind of like a, uh, I, I, I guess I would say it's like a African Tokyo, but it looked like, African, there's so many black people running around, um, people hopping on buses, people hopping on uh, in, in like the back of trucks for taxis, people hustling and bustling downtown. So it's it's it's, it's very different, but it's a big culture shock. Um, but however, the people was great. I stayed. I didn't even know I was staying in the hood um, until somebody told me. I stayed in uh, in Delmas Twenty Five. So Delmas mm-hmm. is like a long strip that goes through that cuts through all these neighborhoods. And what's crazy is like the neighborhoods are like it's kind of like walls, it's walls all through the neighborhood, so it's people like selling art and then you just cut down these side streets so it's, it's very different um than being here uh but uh, but overall like the, the the trip was great um the people treated me nice um, i had to I had to learn I had to navigate the way of uh just uh bargaining you know with mm-hmm. uh with uh vendors. I met mm-hmm. a good brother out there my first day walking around delmas and he was selling t-shirts and i was just chopping it up with him and uh i stayed with him the whole night i helped him sell t-shirts out there and i was in the business and he was just telling me the different the differences of being here and being in america um and i told him you know i was like i had a business i tell i sell t-shirts and stuff it's like it's, it's tiring you know this and that but then he, he put it in perspective for me it's saying bro, you're not you're not lazy you're just tired you're working 40 hours a week so but us, we have to come out here and work, so that's why we can have fun and working, um, and I say that to say is that going there inspired me to, to to go outside in my neighborhood and sell my t-shirt and just set up a table. Um, mm-hmm. Because I seen them doing it, um, and I was just like, damn, I can do this in America. And in a sense, it is the way of have fun because you build a community you are meeting with the locals. You're, you're you're having conversations you may not have had, even if you do sell something or not. Um, so that's what inspired me of meeting that brother and looking at him sell his t-shirts proudly, um, and just make make him build the community. And that's what inspired me. But overall, the trip to Haiti was great, man. I'm, I encourage all black people, African or not, to go. Uh, it's not it's very safe. Don't believe the hype. It's very safe. Um, the people are great. Just keep your uh currency governor handy. <laughs> that's what I'll say.
0: Right, right, right,
2: right, right.
0: Uh that's what's up, man. Talk about you went to Africa too. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of cash that be like, let's go back to Africa like Garvey, I call him Pan Negro Activist. There'll mm-hmm. be internet talking about it, but won't even uh haven't even taken the trip over there or aren't even building bridges over there to communicate with people over in Africa so talk about your journey going over there as well as uh you did some video content over there that's on your uh on your YouTube channel so talk about that
2: uh yeah yeah so I've been to Africa (laughs) kind of what you were saying uh let me preface this yeah I've been to Africa um I'm. I don't like these, and it changed my perspective. as what you said. I don't like these pan Africans, and I know I get a lot of smoke from these pan Africans because of the video content I have produced in Africa and in Haiti. Um, I'm. I don't like these fake ass conscious niggas who who you don't even have a passport. You know what I mean? Like they don't have passports, but they talking about Africa, Africa, Africa. It's like, yo, we gotta be realistic. So, so I'm. I'm not living in delusion. So I want to preface with that. But yeah, I went to Africa. Um, I met somebody. Well, I didn't really meet somebody. Uh. I had a I had a I had an exchange with somebody on Instagram who came in my comments and was trying to take my head off. And I DM'd them and I was asking questions like yo, yo, what's up? And they were Rwandan. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And um I didn't know they followed me. I didn't know who the fuck the person was. Um but after conversing conversation after conversing for a good minute, um, they asked me out the blue one day, like, You wanna go to Africa? I'm like, I thought they was bullshitting. And it was like, I was like, huh? It's like you want to go to africa me and my family are going to visit my grandmother um you want to come with us i was like hell yeah why, why the fuck not like you invite right. me so i i i bought my ticket um i let them know that i was going that i got my ticket and then i was like all right cool so I actually flew over there um i missed my flight in turkey so I, it was good, I got to see uh, Istanbul and Turkey for a, a whole day. Um, Cause I was actually supposed to meet the person in our layover in Turkey, but however, my flight came in an hour late. Um, so I missed the flight. So I actually met them the previous, the next day in uh, in Uganda in the village. But I, before I got there, I want to say that it was very hospitable. Um, the village we stayed in was probably like, I want to say like eight or six hours away from Intibe where I felt what I, what I came into um but the the generosity of african people um they sent their cousin and the next door neighbor in a taxi all the way out to come get me from the airport the next day at like three in the morning Um, wow yes yes because i came in around 3 30 in the morning um there uganda time and i you know i got my i got my visa all that once i came through and i was waiting around for a bit but yes um the family sent the next door neighbor, the guy who did the video with me, Um, they sent him um, another guy and a uncle that stayed in the house, which is uh, my friend's cousin. So they all three of them came to get me. Didn't know them, um, only one spoke English. So we rode a taxi all the way to Kampala, Um, that was the main city, and then we hopped on a bus and we rode until Friday like from five in the morning to the village, well actually to Embarra, which is about four hours. And then we hopped in a cab (laughs) we hopped in the cab and drove another two hours to the village um and the the cabs is crazy i've never i felt like a mexican like it was like eight of us in the goddamn corridor you know (laughs) so it was crazy to see how the africans were hustling that hard you feel me like they was really driving they had cabs and it was everybody get in or you get out so it was very surreal for me um and then we got to the village and i when I got there, the family was there. They had a they had a uh the, the mother had a meal made for me. So we was eating. Uh I've never experienced that. Then my friend was out picking up their their niece um from school and then they came through the door and I'm like, What's up? And that was the first time we ever met. Um, that's the first time we talked in like in person. Because before that mm-hmm. we just talked through text mm-hmm. Um, so it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And they're like, yo, what's up? And it's like, look at us. We was and I, I say that to say is like a lot of us, we don't we don't we don't know how to practice good relationships. And that was one of the Mm -hmm. biggest times, biggest things I did learn um, through my friend going to Africa is that I could have easily blocked them or told Mm -hmm. them shut the fuck up and and start arguing. And none of that would have happened. But instead Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask the question to them and we had a conversation and then that's how I ended up getting to Africa. So I I try to tell people a lot of these Instagram Negroes is that you should keep your options open and keep your doors open. We're all black. We may not disagree. We may disagree with one another, but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's your brother. That's your sister. Or whatever they choose to be, that's that's what we need to keep that open because again, we don't know who, what kind of benefit these other people may have for us, or what they have, what's on the other side of creating a relationship. So that's why myself of again practicing sanity, I try to make sure that I, I keep things positive with black people. Um, or we we keep adorable. Now that that may not always suffice, you know, that may always work out on my end, but that I'm cool with that. You know it works for me so with that um yeah so i was in uganda i stayed in a village i stayed in kampala a bit but more so i stayed in a village and this is where i get the in the sense it was a refugee village mm-hmm. so this is what i get i've seen firsthand of, of africans on the continent literally dying to get to america because mm-hmm. i was around them people and it wasn't just ugandans i stayed in a place it was rwandans it was burundi's there were ethiopians there were somalians Uh, There were some people from Tanzania, there were some people from Kenya, uh, there were some people from the Congo as well. So I I, I was around all these people and it was crazy to just see how they all, they all segregated themselves based on where they were from, but they Mm. still practice community. So it was crazy like when we go to the uh, Ethiopian and Somalian side of the village, they was out there playing soccer. It was crazy how how they was out there getting a full-blown soccer game um But then you go to like some parts where I was staying at, like the Rwandan people, um some of the Ugandan people, they were playing basketball. Had a full on basketball court, getting a full court game cracking. I was wild oh, the man. fuck out. And then even when I came out later today, they had a tournament going, which is a video on my Instagram. Um, they had a tournament going. It was probably like shit. I I'll probably said like 3,000 black people out there, Africans watching basketball. I was wild the fuck out. Kendrick Lamar playing on a loudspeaker. over the courts so it was beautiful man i was like damn we really doing it over here um no no violence so i seen that um but overall the village was good man it it was just good to see a whole mix of africans The bond with them build with them nobody treated me foul nobody uh tried to shit on me like i didn't get that experience now i talked to some brothers who was trying to like get me to they thought i was rich but they were trying to get me to like buy buy shit for them and i was like no um but then i took. i was like i was fucking with him i was like look well if you take a picture hold my flag i'll buy, <laughs> I'll buy you I buy you a soda you dig so he wouldn't do that though he was like tomorrow but we so we didn't get to it but it was cool it was the brother was a barber um he was he, he his shop was right across the street from us and um, they was really in there cutting hair shit was fire man fire they had um then as well he had a charger station because of the village he he had um electricity so we pay him like 10 it was like a 100 uh what's the currency uh it's not fuck, shillings i think it was shillings out there if, I, if i'm sure i think it was shillings um a 100 shillings that you pay him that and he would just um and he'll charge your phone until it was charged or he'll, he'll charge your charger device but overall, man, the time in Africa was cool. Uh The African people treated me like family. I didn't really have to pay for nothing out there. Um, They really—they cooked every day. The women were serving us. Uh, the men How were out. Hmm? How was the food? The food was great, it was real. Um, I, I ate a lot of goat, a lot of goat, uh, and it was good. We went to a lot of places that the goat was fresh. I mean, when I mean fresh, it was dead. They chopped it up and put it on the grill.
1: And it, oh, and it came,
2: yeah, and it came right to us. So uh, that was my first time eating goat. We had a lot of fucking goat out there, uh, a lot of plantains, um, something like it's not a potato, but it was like something like a potato. I, I forget what it was. um So like that type of soup, um mm-hmm. but more so just a lot of goat, a lot of plantains, and, and onions. That, that was what was. we 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 go to the village, or we we'll go outside the village and. Uh, I remember we was out there, some, some of the young brothers out there shooting pool at this little, this little spot, this little food spot that we stopped at, and um, simple, you ask for the goat, they chop it up, put it on the grill, and it was great, so it was just great to just go around other places and get some goat and, and pay some vendors, and uh, they cook it fresh for you and bring it right there on the plate, and we feast, it was, it was beautiful.
0: That's what's up, that's what's up. Um, I want to, uh, before we move on how was the dynamic on how the community or our people over there interacted with
2: the youth uh it was great it was great um the, again and i don't say this like the youth was out there working a lot of our, a lot of black people and black men in america are fucking lazy um they're not they don't want to put no work in so i seen a brother who was building a weight. he was building a scale himself you dig like it's speaking on the content i do so the content I produced out there, I did a vlog of my whole trip um, that you can check it out on Sane African on YouTube. As well, I did an interview with a brother, uh, my brother Chris, who owned the shop next door. And you can check that out on SaneAfrican.com and Saint African on YouTube. Um, just talking about the misconceptions of America and, you know, what we're going through. Uh, but with that, the youth dynamic was great. A lot of youth, I seen kids, children building, making bricks to build a house. I've never mm. seen that in America. I mean mm. men. I mean boys and girls. Boys and little girls were out there in the village making bricks, making mud bricks to build a house. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen seven-year-old boys herding cattle by himself. I was bowed the fuck out. I, I was through because I was like, I can't even imagine this. You trying to get a, uh, a little Negro over here to do that, he ain't going to want to do it. He don't know how to mm. do it. They even You try to get a man over here to do that, they're not going to do it. Um, so i seen that, uh, i seen people running their own business, uh, a lot of the youth, we, a lot of the youth were really just, they were working or running around, they were in school, they were very disciplined, very smart children, funny, um, so the people was great. Uh, even one, I, I met a sister out there and they try to, her family tried to bury her off to me. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I got a potential wife out there too, and uh, I was like, damn, and she was very respectful. Um, Treat me with respect, uh, you know, call me her king and all this and that. And she invited me over to her church because she sang in the choir. So I went to church out there. The church was great. Uh, I'd never seen so many black people in one place. It was very funny because the, the mannerisms were still the same as in jumping, shouting, hollering for God. You're just in a different language. Uh, but the people were very decent. Even after I told them I wasn't a Catholic or a Christian, they were kind of shocked by it. Um, and they assumed I was Muslim, but I told them no. Uh, so I had to shut that down real quick—that I'm not Muslim because they—they they would assume. And I was like, no. Um, but however, like I said, I went with the church. You know, I don't believe in it. The people was great. They treated me with love. We—we we was able to film in the church before we got uh, kicked out something like. Because they didn't want us recording in the church, we just start recording with, without saying anything. Um, so they—they they pulled my friend to the side and they kicked—they really kicked them out. They didn't kick me out. I just got up and left. But he was like, yeah, y'all gotta get up out of here with that. But outside of that, man, the people was great. Uh, I, I will say, I will speak for Uganda and say visit Uganda, even the people in the the main cities, mm. the, main, the main city of Kampala, very good people. Um, some people saying I just put my phone up and not walking and you know, trying to spread fear, it ain't like that. Like people will snatch your shit though, if you just hanging out because it's, you know, people's broke and poor. However, the, the 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 people are great. The women are beautiful. I seen black women in their essence, and I gotta say this: I, you know, they got they have booty, they have breasts, but they wasn't showcasing it. You can see it mm-hmm. through the clothing. They had t-shirts on and just regular clothing. No weaves. Everybody' hair looked like mine. A lot of the women had short hair. Um, a lot of the women they didn't have no weaves. They didn't it didn't it was no stringy shit until I got into the cities. But the African women out there, they had African textured hair, and they was not scared to show it. So you seen locks, you seen short afros, you see even some of the women had like short fades, and they look fucking great. So that that was one mm-hmm. thing that motivated me to cut my hair when I came back because I was inspired.
0: Uh, so before we, uh, it's gonna touch on another topic, but we'll do, and then we are gonna go into uh, the pandering and panhandle land uh topic because I know that's something that you talk about quite often. But did you see any
2: uh like hybrid or light skinned uh Africans over uh Africa? No. And and I want to be I want to make this clear. No, we seen albinos. I, I did an interview, go check out my Africa African with Arrow. Um we 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 spoke about this because we you know we seen people we seen that was quote-unquote light-skinned it was clearly that they was mixed because there was mm-hmm. white people there it was a u.n it we was over there by the u.n so i want to say that mm-hmm. um or if anything that they was light, they were ethiopians and we already know the history behind that absolutely so yeah. but at the end of the day like the light-skinned people we see here like the tracy ellis ross uh uh jadina uh I, I can't even think of the, so many motherfuckers uh shaman uh Arma, J- drake uh Shamar Moore, they didn't exist. We didn't see not one of them. It was number of people that was brown, brown and black skin and African texture hair. None of sure, them. That's what's not, There's no such that's thing as a light skinned African.
0: So let's get into this topic because me and you both talk about this because we both have businesses. Uh-huh. So talk about all this pandering and this panhandling going on like could use social media and YouTube as like the example uh
2: will we'll speak more about the pandering on oh, that part so I get an idea
0: pandering so like appeasing to non-African people basically oh, yeah. like multiracials uh you know what I'm saying this kind of it's gonna flow but being able like a lot of our people can't tell the difference who's black and who is not mm-hmm. basically you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. basically that's what the pander is like we can use the the what i call the 2020 selection right yeah Kamala mm-hmm. will be a good example of this so talk about that and the panhandling kind of goes hand to hand with the pander yeah a <laughs> what like the begging, uh mm-hmm. regard to like somebody else come save us or you begging people to support you with the cash app, Al, And we can use uh, Umar, Dr. Umar Johnson of begging and panhandling, but you really haven't built shit. Not to, not to say the school not gonna get built, but over the past seven to 10 years, we haven't seen anything as far as like institution building from these dudes that's lecturing going to different cities. Right. And just taking money and just leaving that right. city or that community that they're
2: going to speak in so speak on that okay well i'll say i don't like me even though he has me blocked <laughs> through the, his pandering uh i don't have an issue with ubar i i think he's a very smart brother uh absolutely and i like that he deals with psychology but he is a little insane because like I, i'll say he had me blocked he blocked me because he was talking about he was pandering he was pandering for michi x and I don't Michi X is like uh she's a mulatto, but she go hard. She's like another Zan, Zan Li. I don't I don't it's funny
0: her. She, she from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, people, uh, yeah, and then I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I actually met her um before. Okay. Um if I'm not mistaken, it was just uh she was impressed with the work, and she was trying to collaborate with me, and got upset because I refused to collaborate with her. Um, That's not like her. That was.
2: She, she that, like that a was part hood part. rat.
0: Yeah, and then her her guy is a uh,
2: multiracial racial. Okay, so I, I've seen her on YouTube going after to read. I don't really I don't follow her. One of my elders. Uh, follow her and shit and, and you know look, check out her work and he, he'd be going be him going back and forth about her but um yeah me is like an old hood rat at the end of the day um and umar's put a post up talking about our sister michi x don't don't turn our back on our, our he's like light-skinned and he was like a mixed race african and still an african and I, I commented and i was like what like bro a psychologist you should know better than that um there's no such thing as a mixed race african now i understand the context but as the african we're what we mean when we say african that's synonymous with black so you can't if you're all about leave mixed race you're not an african you're mixed mm-hmm. so he blocked me off of that um that was like two years ago but i say all that to say he people a lot of people pander to black women they pander to uh multiracial people or they don't really they shit on dark skin people. If we want to say that in a sense, and I hate that term, dark skin, but I, I have to use that term right now. So basically, they shit on African people and try to keep a wide spectrum to keep their options open. A lot of men do it because they want access to multiracial pussy. I understand myself. I I, I do the who is black stuff because it's fun, it's cool, and I like to pull out who is black. I don't care if I lose some pussy or not, like by a mixed woman. I don't, I don't. It don't bother me because I'm not i'm not doing this to get pussy. so a lot of people are pandering to keep their options open with black women like right now you have a lot of the black women is god the black woman is god um and it's like bro that's not true but a lot of people do that a lot of multiracial people do that they can get black women's draws and win them over because of uh, sadly be black and you know that that's a woman they're fresh with us they emotional dif- they're emotionally different so women tend to have low self-esteem about being black or being quote-unquote dark-skinned so a lot of these men who are predators, they pander to that to get, uh, like, it's a rapper, a little rapper, it's a multiracial rapper. You know, he he panders to black women to, you know, get them to buy his music, support his music. And all he rap about is, I guess, pro-black shit. I I never heard a track. I think I heard a snippet. But all he rap about is pro-black shit. So black women are going to support that. We know black women spend money. We not stupid. Yeah, we know these. Greatest example to me. So, J. Cole... Yeah, J. Cole and I'm talking about you talking about examples. I'm not going to say the nigga name, but if, the, if you hear this, you'll know who you're talking about.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I'm right. Talking
2: about. Real life examples. Um, So, you know, he does that Um, where you have the the the, the, the Haitian guy I'm going to use real life examples Uh, slandering me who panders who uses, you know, he uses my content to pander to black women while shitting on me because his woman is multiracial so it doesn't make sense and again i'm saying like this because we as we just preface before as there's no such thing as a light-skinned African. and some of these people know these things they know these women are mixed however to stay relevant and to not lose money not lose donations what we gonna go into next uh you know the cash app they don't say nothing so it really hinders us you can't trash kamala then you post up a woman who has a mexican father just because she looked good now I'm not I'm not under the impression that oh all non black women are ugly. I'm not ignorant. That's 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 niggas talk. Women women are appealing, but I'm still smart enough to know this isn't a black woman. Yeah, she looks good and I and I just say it like that. So we don't have to mm. lie to these women or lie to our people who get non black women because they're non African. They may be black in America, but are they African? As I, we just said, I went to Africa. If we dropped them in Africa, would they blend in? Nine times out of ten, no. And we have a lot of Negroes here who have not been outside their block or outside their country, outside their state, and they feel they're so smart. But again, we dropped them in Africa. Would you blend in or would you be called Wazungu, straight up? And that's really the question. So again, what that goes into, you have brothers out here and sisters, because I know a few, begging in their motherfucking bios, begging on their page. And I was like, I, I addressed this when I was on vacation because Again, you said, "We're business owners, right?" I've never took money from nobody. Never. Everything I've I've produced and and everything that I have put out, for as or as clothing wise, or as content wise, I pay for that out of my own pocket. I've never asked for a donation. I only, and I'll say this: one person wanted to donate to me. It was a woman. Um, it was a Haitian woman. I'll say this: blame for the South for the people I hate. I say I hate immigrants. It was a Haitian woman, and because she reason she wanted to donate to me was because she bought a shirt from me, and I gave her a shirt, but then I put an extra one in there for her, just just on on the fly, on some love shit. Mm -hmm. And when she got the package, she was just she was just ecstatic that once she liked it, she liked it, the you know the the good business. But then I gave her extra shirt, so she offered to donate to me, and I told her I don't take donations, um, dig like. You could do whatever with that, and she was so adamant, like, no, no, no. I, I give to her. I was like, well, I am in the in the area of buying a microphone. If you want, if you insist, you know, you can do that. And it was forty bucks. She cashed at me forty dollars. That was the only time I took money from somebody. That was it. And I, so, and she offered. I've never asked nobody. I've never put a cash out in my vial to donate, donate to this, donate to that, donate to what. We men, we should be fucking working. And I, and it's, and I'm saying all that. I'm not gonna lie. I, I took money one time and she offered and, you know, they know who they are. But it was a Haitian woman. Salute to her. Salute to the sister. But these people are begging. Even you see it online, just like it's some the YouTube. Donate, donate, give my likes up, give my likes up, donate to this, donate to that. And it's like, yo, man, that is, I, don't, I don't know what's up with this new era of niggas begging. Mm-hmm. Like, we got too many begging ass niggas out here, especially in the conscious community and just, or the pro-black community, whatever they want to say niggas begging like what the fuck that that shit is crazy bro do you see how many people are begging in their bios begging constantly in their story and you still ain't produce shit Mm -hmm. like you see if you have if you have an institution or something like that that's what's up i would donate to that or i donate to you know old people in africa but then even some of them like they begging because They depend on, they start depending on the donations and that's Mm -hmm. when shit changes Mm -hmm. because you're gonna piss people off. You can't talk about, hell, let's deal with the man. You can't talk about the reality of dealing with women because the content can't be the same. Um, you can't make certain statements. You can't talk about light scared people. You can't talk about Malcolm X, uh, mother not being black. All Mm -hmm. black women are queens, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I know like me personally, I know I lose money, the shit I talk about. I know I lose I, I do. Even with the, the the Negro slandering me in the background, who has me blocked but didn't want to meet up when I was in the city. I know I'm losing. I done lost like fucking 50 followers this past week of him running some campaign in the background. I had no knowledge of. I was curious, like, why is my followers dropping? But it's that because I choose because again, I fund myself. I Everything is out of my pocket. I don't have no partner. Mm-hmm. I don't beg for donations. So I can do what the fuck I want to do. And that and so people will utilize that to tear you down. In a sense, like you look at somebody as like Tariq. Tariq Nasheed. Now, I don't agree with fully on him on his dating choices. That's that's all in all. However, he funds most of his shit himself. And so right. look how much look how much hate he gets for all he has produced. Now hold right. up, people contribute to hidden colors and shit but that's again it's a donation you give what you give same with umar I've, I've donated to umar twice years ago i don't donate no more but i hey i hope he get what he get we don't have to mm-hmm. give none to these people mm-hmm. but now it's a culture of niggas giving so much and supporting them because they lazy mm-hmm. they lazy as i just preference to being in africa niggas ain't doing no motherfucking work in the in the real world so you think i'm gonna just give money and you need to do what you need to do. Same like with this election. And so to go back into the to like the original question which you asked, and just the, the panda and the donation. That's really what I came to what I came with the same African. And I do my own content now. Because mm-hmm. it was just a lot of shit I didn't like. And I was like, well, let me do something. what Let me showcase what I want to see. And that's the main thing that. We need to do that, and our people understand when you finance yourself, you can do what the fuck you want to do, and if right. you secure. That- when you, yes, and when you de- you ain't dependent on nobody, you can say what the fuck you want to say. So I can talk about dating as a you know a black man, you know my early my late twenties early thirties, you know I can talk about the reality, these you know of dating, been through relationships, things women do, seeing people get divorced, things men do. What we need to work on. Mm-hmm. But most niggas ain't gonna talk about that because it may look like you're attacking black women. You hate black women. No, motherfucker. We obviously, as we see with this election, we obviously are not in agreement on a on a macro level. So, so it's like <laughs> what the fuck? Like we need to really look at the dynamics of what's going on and, and get out this goddamn pro-black bubble you know that keep us safe and go help us go to sleep at night but again you got niggas serving in masters army serving in the military you got niggas who are cops talking that shit. but it's like bro you're arguing with black people and got so much smoke with black people you're mad at ice cube but you sitting right there with the cracker all day that you claim to hate so much yeah it's insanity brother again so it's, we have too many people living in delusion and they're taking donations to motherfucking to keep pushing bullshit. So I would ask, let me ask you a question. Sure, go ahead. Do you notice a lot of these, a lot of the, the pro-blackity black, all this, the, all that Africa talk, black men, do you notice that their children are lighter than them? Have you noticed that trend?
0: Yeah, in most cases, they usually don't even show their family or their spouse. It's something I
2: noticed uh, in regards to
0: uh, yeah, posting their family. I remember when you did the uh, who was black, and he was like, "You challenge people to, po- to post their family." Mm-hmm. And I think I before my page got shut down, I was it was me and a few other people that did it, but it was l- little to no people mm-hmm. at max. It might have been ten, minimum probably five that I was following. So mm-hmm. yeah, but a lot of people not gonna post uh, their right. for their grandparents, you know? Right.
2: That that oh man, I, I just remembered. That. I totally forgot, but and, yeah, that's real shit. Yeah,
0: and then you put me up on the ACBN, the African Center for Biological Nationalism, with like, mm-hmm. and that like I had kind of a, a real perspective on it, but like that enlightened me even more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause he lot of heat too. Uh, uh, the brother that uh run that uh that YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Beccazito. Yeah, Beccazito. But a lot of people not gonna speak on it, and this is a good uh uh way to transition to talk about your Ask an African series. Like how did that start? Um Oh
2: damn, how did I start that? Uh well the Ask an African you series is basically Vegas.
0: Hmm? you had went to Vegas mm-hmm. and then shortly after that you interviewed the brother Khalid uh Desalini. Desalini. Yes. That's and then you interviewed a couple other brothers. Y'all had went to Vegas for an event. What event did y'all head out to Vegas for?
2: Uh, we had a, well, I'll go back to the Ask the African after African Um For the event in Vegas, it was a, well, it, we had a discussion, like a live panel discussion. Um, I was invited to, shout out to Khalid, good brother. Um, we had a panel discussion and we, it was just basically why do we love? Why we don't interracially date? That was that was the main topic. So a lot of the questions was, um, you know, what do we like about black women? Uh, what makes us stay with black women? Why do we choose black women? Why we don't want to date outside our race? And just the importance of that. Um, so we did we we had a live conversation with that me and about four other brothers with Khalid. So It was it was dope. Um, we recorded it. I don't know if it's gonna come out or not because uh. There was some technical difficulties kind of after space uh however mm. but uh the audience was cool they enjoyed the audience that was filling in in the place um because like the, the the place was opening up for the night spot um but it was cool the, the women enjoyed it there we had a good conversation and then i shot an interview just impromptu with them right after it because we was just soaring off the energy um and it was it was good you can check out that that interview on Sand African on YouTube, it's called Black Man Build. Uh then I shot another interview with a right right before we went on stage. I shot an interview um with the young brother, Adolfo. Um, so you can check that out. Uh young brother was dropping that them bombs. It's <laughs> chopping them bombs. Always good. So shout out to him, because it it's great to see young people that know what, what time it is, you know. It's a beautiful thing. Um uh, so yeah, we did that. We out in Vegas. Um the Ask African series, really, it started. The first one I did was in New York, um, and I did that off the fly because we was with some, we was with some Israelites. We we was we was in time. We was on Forty Second Street um, one night, and we was with we had passed up some Israelites, and we was talking to them, and it was a beautiful, a beautiful exchange because the Israelite that was out there was the brother um who was at the stand in that Indian thing last year you remember when them those Indians and those white people had a standoff in DC I ain't heard nothing about that it was I, I'm sure it was last year or it was at yeah it was last year they was in DC and like remember it was a little white boy who was laughing after laughing and shit and he went viral because he had the make American green make America hat on okay And he did that. But basically it was a dude was an Israelite out there who was flaming them crackers up. Like they was out there flaming the crackers up. So when we got to 42nd Street, we uh it was him. It was him, it was his camp. And then my homeboy recognized him. It was like, oh shit, that was you. Like, yo. So we saluted him and everything, like off top, Israelite or not, like multiracial or not, you was out there flaming them crackers up, boy. Salute to you. You know what i mean like we got to give credit we credit this dude um right so he was it was all love this and that and then the dude went into some the guy that was speaking the guy that was speaking not because it wasn't the dude he was on the sides recording the guy that was speaking went into some anti-african rhetoric like and i'm recording this shit, and i'm like yo what the fuck uh like, <laughs> what the fuck? so he was like yo we got pork chop skin and they black and this and this black man behind him this is a mulatto you look Spanish it was black man behind him and I'm like yo this is the insanity we we was just talking about you Mm -hmm. got this mulatto flaming down African people really black people at the end of the day and you got black man behind him and in a sense he talking about your ass but just because y'all think y'all Israelites like what What? so like so really we was confused um (laughs) And then my boy, he got mad twice and like he he left and he had came back this time. Um, but when he started doing the anti-rhetoric, he got mad and like he, <laughs> he got he got mad and niggas niggas he he went into the like the uh you know the space they be in, and they try to keep that in the, like in front of them. You don't really want to cross the line yeah. and shit. He went right. in there and got mad and was like, yo, y'all gonna stop this. So 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 we almost we almost had to bang the fuck out. Like it got real fucking hectic. Like it got real hectic and I had to get up, I had to break the shit up in front of it. Luckily I didn't get I didn't get punched or anything of jumping in like yo, y'all niggas need to chill. So it was funny as fuck. But it's just like yo, but we shouldn't be getting mad off rhetoric, but I get it. Um so we we broke out because the shit was about to get real hectic. Um so then I just I started recording them. And I, I was like, <laughs> he was mad. So I was like, fuck it. I just started recording him. I was like, yo. So what did you think of that? Because the whole time I told him I was gonna interview him, and the nigga was like, no, I'm not doing no interview. Um. So I just did. I just did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after that, I just did that, and I was like, yo, what's up? And we aired it out. Um. Uh, and it's a good yeah. way of just of, of of getting it out. You know, getting that energy out. Um. So right. we aired it out, right. and. That's how I shot my first Ask African, you know, Mm. Um, and then I shot my second one um, in Uganda. I mean, yeah, in Uganda, if I'm sure that was two, I shot my third one out here in Oakland. Um, So I, I got I got a few that I'm working on, but they really go into the Ask African is really just showcasing black people who are doing great things in our communities that we just don't know about. And it's not about, everybody is not on camera, everybody is not flashing guns on Instagram, everybody is not wearing red, black and green colors. Uh, We still black, we still working in many sectors, Uh, some people working in government, some people working in schools, um, some people working in behavioral health, some people are working in in finance at our firms, some people are lawyers, some people are working in hospitals as nurses, doctors, technicians really saving black people and we and they're not wearing a cape or they're not bragging or boasting about it so we mm. forget shit like that that we can mm. think of if we have black teachers or black principals that was working at us so still a white school but we here and he's looking out for us right we're saving black people and, and that's where africa came from which is really showcasing black people who are doing great things and you know giving them a light and just and allowing them to speak of what they see firsthand um as in i'm sure yourself you can talk a lot about what's going on in the school system as in with your book right absolutely so, right so you can speak real ex- as an expert about things like that um i myself like i work in like i said, i work in behavioral health so i'm dealing with social services i'm dealing with politics i'm dealing with uh, I'm looking at the city and county line. I'm dealing with the homelessness. I'm dealing with you. Mm-hmm. So when I speak on policies and things like that, a lot of Negroes get confused because sadly many of them are not in these sectors, mm-hmm. and they just you know put up they garbage men, knock the shit on them, or they working in warehouses. So you really wouldn't know what how these things are affecting us. You really wouldn't know how us not having a language or being on code, as they say. Affects us politically or with services like getting housing, mm-hmm. with all these baby mamas niggas is creating. So, so it's like it's like we complain about the lack of access, but we don't want to approach the conversation. And we just talking Africa, 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 you know. And but it's like nobody has went yet. Nobody has. It, it, nobody has that passport. So we just supposed to opt out and drop out of everything, and just complain but this shit is still affecting us and moving. That's what mm-hmm. I don't get. So that's what the Ask African it really comes from, of just showcasing cool black people um, who's really on code, they're just not running around saying they're on code um, and they're in these institutions. So, you know, they can speak about what's going on. Like right now, my next Ask African that I'm planning to shoot is with a sister. And she, mm-hmm. is, she works at a school with, I think, She's a teacher she's a special ed teacher at a school over in Sacramento, and the stuff basically you talk about Dr. Umar talks about she's dealing with it firsthand with black Miss Wilson too so, yeah mhm- mhm- so that's why I want to have a conversation with her and she don't run around with no flag she don't mm-hmm. she don't do all this and that. she's a, she's a christian woman believe in God but she's on she's on cold like a motherfucker.
0: And I'm, that's a good Actually transition because I'm cold So th- This is one of the things I want you to talk about because you read uh, Shahzad Ali's uh, The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman mm-hmm. and You did a video on your Instagram Which <laughs> I'm going to bring it up to you all the time You need to upload that to your YouTube When you get a chance <laughs> I But hear
1: you.
0: What are your thoughts on that book? Like, in particular, for those who aren't familiar who Shahzad Ali is, speak on, like, her, her body of work, particularly that book.
2: Man, that book is fire. <laughs> every black boy or man needs to read that book. Women, too, ain't really get a check for themselves, but every man needs to read that book. It is one of the the most important books that is should be required reading and again going back to pandering nobody would really say that because she's critiquing women but Mm -hmm. it should be up there with amos wilson's developmental psychology of the black child it should be up there with Mm -hmm. black on black violence it should be up there with um destruction of black civilization it should be up there with uh civilization of barbarism barbarism um it should be up there with the iceman inheritance it's critiquing black women, so people are not gonna put that up. Um, mm-hmm. so again, that book is fire. I, I learned so much about relationships, I learned so much is just dealing with black women. I, I realized that I was being game, and I'm not saying it as as, as as like I've been played, but they're running game on you because they've been trained to run game on us, because society runs game on black men, so they're they're playing games. Um, the, the attitude, the combativeness. Um, like even at one point, she talks about how black women do train their daughters, which is which is true. They train their daughters to lie to their fathers or to lie to men because you keep this between me and you, don't tell your father. So you're in, you're instilling a child to not respect men already, and they don't realize that. Same as we we've heard many things, and I and and the greatest thing that I, I had about that book is that. I was reading it going to work going back and forth to work and women seen me reading the book and was so interested. so we had a lot Mm -hmm. of conversations with black women about that book um and they a lot all of them really agreed to the things she pointed out saying yeah my mom did say this my mom did do this i didn't even think of it that way not that they were going to change or anything but they just they never seen it presented like that that Your mother is telling you to lie to your father your mother is telling you to to think for yourself be about yourself because she's been hurt so you're already instilling in that in a little girl and we see the results in our society today with our women they have really brought into this feminism stuff look at megan the stallion um mm. nikki nikki minaj how she was she used to act um so it's like i don't want a man i don't want this so we really brought it home was I, we remember in the 90s when Shahzad Ali was promoting her book and stuff and Black women was taking her head, trying to take her head off and was mad. Now I get it. Before I didn't get it because I didn't read the book. But mm. she really exposed the game. But the problem mm. is that our women don't get, which is, is happening now with the, the election. They don't realize they're being, they're going against themselves and our race when they go against Black men and we try to see mm. what are the problems but you want quote unquote freedom and independence we don't have that as a race so we need to get this shit together but they don't see it that way because the white man is throwing them benefits jobs um they'll take care of them if they leave the family but they don't even see that that's destruction of family which should be mm-hmm. the first the, the foremost so we we get it like Oh, and you know it's really that old malcolm x quote the black woman is the most unprotected disrespected Nigga, that was in 19 probably 50 something 60 something that's dead black people are the most disrespected and protected like they are bought and into the gender game
0: it's crazy that you bringing it up because i think was it the bt awards when mad the stallion used the uh mm-hmm. before she started performing i didn't watch it but it was all it was, over this uh social
2: media spirit from yeah. Facebook <laughs> to Instagram to Twitter, um, right? No, it was the I think it was I think it was Saturday Night Live, but yeah, I know what you're talking about that bullshit. It's like even that. How you gonna play that quote when you up there shaking ass and you got a, a, a who hates yourself, but you got we wigs on? So it's like you're free. They don't even realize they are free. <laughs> like. like <laughs> I, I, I kind of got roasted in my class uh, last week about this because we was kind of talking about, we was kind of talking about this in my black studies class and I told them straight up, I was like, yo, the government take care of women. Like, and and cause they, it's like, they want to focus fully on themselves and separate from the black man. And it's like, they have bought into the gender intersectionality shit. And it's like, yo, that ain't got nothing to do with us. Like mm-hmm. we black, ain't no, Cause then again, you don't see men out here saying, "This is for black men only." We only worry about mm-hmm. black males' rights. That's just one that sounds gay. Mm-hmm. Two is very selfish. Three is like, "Yo, how can we separate? Like, how can we separate ourselves as a gender when we got all this out here?" So the women don't realize they're basically going against. You're anti-black once mm-hmm. you take that on, and a lot of dudes they don't want to speak on it. I mean, a lot of and it goes to the pandering. They don't speak on it because a lot of them, they live in all women. Like, mm-hmm. they, the woman probably make more than them, or they got kids, they on child support, this and that. So, again, as I was saying earlier, to close this out, I don't have those problems because they mm-hmm. are problems. I'm not on child mm-hmm. support. I don't have no baby mothers. I don't have children. I support myself and I work. So, it's like, yo, I can say what I want to say. The these brothers, because it's really on us man say nothing because they're dependent. It's not the white man's fault. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: I was tell just having a conversation about uh dating. Cause my mother at this point, she wants grandchildren. Um mm-hmm. and all my cousins they having children. <laughs> mm-hmm. So but the women I meet are uh, really posing as quote-unquote pro-black or uh, pan-Africanist quote-unquote but um, they practice feminism behind closed doors Mm -hmm. so to me they want my money or they want me for sex and then after they know how I am they get mad at me because they want me to change but then when I say oh I don't fuck with feminism. I don't fuck with that shit. Or Mm -hmm. they have a a gay best friend. They think me and this dude can have a conversation. We don't have anything in common. So why would I continually engage in conversation? And whatever your sexual orientation is, that's your personal choice. That has nothing to do with me. But me, I'm not gonna put myself in a position where if that's your best friend, cool. If you're not gonna get rid of them, that's fine. But I'm not going to sub- subjugate myself to the stress of dealing with you being in my air and barking at me about right. not accepting what you want. So go find what you want. And then the, the craziest thing is, it's a lot of uh, women, I've been asked this before, it's crazy, that uh, I, had a, uh, I guess you could call it a situationship. But I have had women on several occasions ask me, can they can they be bull, be a bull dagger? What? Like and I'm looking like, yo, this conversation is done. Whatever we supposedly have going on is done. Yeah. And just trying to bring up there's a difference between real yeah, I said this is something I'm thinking on doing like a series on on my YouTube channel calling it reality versus insanity.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Cause we, we live in like, in what I call intellectual fantasy. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we believe that somebody is going to save us. We could use this selection as an example. Like niggas love living in fantasy land. In <laughs> La La land. Right. What Dr. Uh, John Henry Clark in his great, a great and mighty walk called Showbiz Liberation. Um, mm-hmm. be talking th- what they gonna do online, what the woo Bam, uh, what they would do in certain situations <laughs> if they get into an altercation with the pigs, right? And be like, I would if that was me, I wouldn't. <laughs> woo Bam, right? I'll show or- the
2: motherfucker. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't let them do that to me on my job, but you working for the for uh, for these crackers, right? You working for a nine to five, but you on the internet telling niggas quit your nine to five, right? You know what I'm saying <laughs> then you then you begging them for their last ten dollars. You Know what I'm saying? So like uh, we got to get out of this thing of like being with the, the insane. The insanity is like at an all time high. This is why I call the culture confusion. It's funny how I'm always getting put in Instagram jail, but these so-called fake-ass pseudo niggas on the internet on Instagram will plagiarize my whole shit, saying that they quote unquote a scholar, and with these labels and shit like. And at a certain point, like when I first was in school, and I got railroaded from academia speaking on how I speak, like how I mean, you talk. Mm-hmm. I talk like, like when I'm in academy when I was in academy I was speaking like this like I'm not changing my lingo or my language right. to fit what the system wants I'm going to continually be myself but speak on uh like the idea of the difference between reality and insanity no. I mean
2: <laughs> it's kind of what we just said like reality like motherfuckers is, we I'm, we in reality we gotta live in reality and that and that's kind of why like i don't really deal with the the, the 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 i don't really deal with like the pro-black community no more like or whatever they want to be but, called the pan-african right. community councilman i don't really deal with people inside of that because like it's not lot of insanity and it's not no nobody's not living in reality um mm. like i guess i used the example i just had to exchange with a brother with a young brother Yesterday o- online, uh, because he he put a post on one day like shitting on Ice Cube or uh, using Kyle, he was like basically Kale Muhammad, like, mm. uh, and then he using this quote, We know what khalid said we get it, Ice Cube still thrive after that, we get it, right? But you're using khalid words shitting on them, and I'm like, Bro, you wasn't even alive during this time, what the hell? So he was like, Oh, right. that nigga's a cool, that nigga, this, and it's like, Okay, so you're not aware everything Ice Cube has done for black people since since 94 when college said that he was valid Kyle was valid you ran got it but he didn't he still put on a fight so the next day i seen the willie d uh, yesterday i seen willie d had put this post up i seen it from this one dude so i i took i screenshot it and then i put it up and it was just like basically Khaled, and he's right like ice cube gonna employ hundreds of black people he is he employed hundreds of black people he done been fighting and speaking against the system since he came out. Never wavered. He had a black wife of 30 years, never had a scandal. So he's doing things right. Like, as, as I was representing with the African stuff, it's black. Like, my man, I just I just shot. Uh, my man, Savalis from Ask African Six. Mm-hmm. He'd been married a decade. Mm-hmm. Black wife, two kids, two beautiful daughters, my godchildren. he has been married a decade. I don't know too many niggas. I don't know a lot of niggas in the conscious community our age that that actually that say black woman is God that that they have a wife over a decade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They were they relationship, they don't child support. So again, back to the question. They living in insanity. They're not living in reality. Because there are black people out here who are doing the things we said we supposed to be doing or we try to showbiz and, and and showcase that we're doing, but you're not. And that's why that's the reason I shot that ask African with him too because again he just took his wife to africa and his two Mm -hmm. children no he don't wave a rbg flag he don't
0: yeah talk about this because i if i'm not mistaken you was like you don't wear dashikis and the cultural guard so speak on we could showbiz liberation perfect uh transition as far as all these dudes (laughs) that's when these dashikis online, mm-hmm. they participate in Kwanzaa, which you should be celebrating in Gozo Saba 365 24 seven anyway. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the year, uh, it became I can't remember what I think it might have been uh kill Clinton, that made it like a national holiday at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. Trump, every president does a, a like a message on kwanzaa on the white house uh website they do like a memo okay for it i didn't even know that okay yeah but but basically the end of the year you see all these people celebrating kwanzaa mm-hmm. and I, I call these niggas kwanzaa niggas <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh-huh. um but these dudes be out here with the uh with the the uh dashiki you know i call it cultural halloween costumes mm-hmm know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. they be out here with the dot Tiki got the got the unia flag in their background but aren't living up they just using social media like as a facade or front mm-hmm. daily reality when they're
2: really living in insanity yeah just so just we were just saying like yeah i don't i don't wear all that i learned that i learned that when i went to africa um because they not walking around in that shit they're not <laughs> or they're not it's and i've been kind of new that that because i've my dating history i've really been dating i've i've date i date mostly i guess in my my adult life, like i've dated more continental africans than not um or people of first generation so i've kind of been around that um and i see they don't be really wearing that shit like that like they don't. They dress like they dress normal. And even in Africa, uh, they weren't wearing that. But then I learned it's like, yo, bro, at the end of the day, that's why I have sane African. We are sane Africans. We we don't have to be something that we already are. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a lot of American Negroes. And that's how we get undermined and utilized by a lot of these foreign flag Negroes, because they know we don't like. We live in here in america's history of america's superpower and we don't want to attach ourselves to it we're running from it got it however at the end of the day we need to man we got nat turner denmark gracie out b wells you dig like uh hell uh, lebron I, I don't like the nigga, but still lebron like jesse owen mm-hmm. we, we produced a lot in this motherfucking country more than Other places, Mm -hmm. we should be proud of that. Not that we're American, but proud of what our people have done here in America. Still, with the white man's foot on our neck, Mm -hmm. opposed to other places. You know, I know people may get mad about it, but fuck that. We should be happy. We should be proud for all we have produced. Hip hop. We they they took the instruments. We produced something on our words. You know how many geniuses there are out here that can spit a dope rhyme, that that take a lot. I mean, sports yeah. with shit like that. Uh, science, all the, in, mm-hmm. all the inventions that we have produced for the world, for the world, yeah. African-Americans did that. Like fucking stoplights, refrigerators, uh, freezers, like fuck on, like we should be happy that our people are, have, have been geniuses with the white man's foot on our nest. And we still mm-hmm. thriving. And, and niggas want to throw that shit out i'm not doing that i'm not doing that so it's like saying these niggas trying to be african african we are africans we here in america claim that shit like unless mm-hmm. you're going to africa we need to leave that alone so I'll go back to your original question niggas in reality versus insanity that's insanity mm-hmm. you don't see chinese people doing that shit now sure. i get it we want to be proud but after a while you kind of get out that phase, like of of the cultural like the culture the show did, the cultural confusion because you want to keep walking around and rbg'd out and all this and that we got it we got it we know who mm-hmm. we are or even the dashikis and even with that like mirror when dashikis was hot like three years ago everybody they were selling them in foot locker <laughs> 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 <Right>? you remember <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know
0: how it is out in oakland but in chicago they be selling them in beauty supply stores you know? right
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so remember when like a dashiki was hot at the time? You yeah. had street niggas on the block wearing dashikis. Jeez, that's and crazy, I, and that's that's when I know I was like, yo, I'll never put a dashiki, on nigga. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like that; like you look crazy because you're not even wearing it in the right fashion. That shit is like some shit you wear like to a, events you know because i have i have a few I have, I have two i got two that i got actually in uganda and they was dope mm-hmm. but i don't wear them like i don't wear them just to wear them like i'm cool i dress what? normal you feel me like mm-hmm. me in america i just really at the night niggas can do what they want i just dress i dress how i want to dress i don't need to what? wear all that shit to prove a point like ask me yeah. a question and i'll prove my point
0: yeah and it's it's crazy that you're saying that i've watched a lot of amos wilson lectures i don't ever recall him when uh dashiki right or i, I don't recall in this this yo, the person that you love as a black man our, aunt, our warrior ancestor uh uh dr Caleb muhammad so speak on him because i know you went to new york to when you was in new york you visit his grave site. So, speak on that. Speak on how people are spelling his name wrong. <laughs> how they need to put, as Birdman said, they need to put some, put some respect, respect on, on his name. name <laughs> put some respect <laughs> on Baba name. Yo, real fucking but, shit. But, but speak on that. Speak on. Uh, Yo, yeah, man. Uh,
2: oh, he's the greatest. The, the greatest. He's the greatest. He's the greatest that ever walked these shores, the F ever, the greatest black man I know that I, that I wish I could have met. Um, I mean, what, what more can I say? He was the uh, truth, the truth. Like, I don't give a damn. He was Muslim. I don't give a damn that he that, you know, he was an N O I. Fuck all that. He was a black man who did what he needed to do. And he galvanized the people and his message stands strong. He never compromised never Mm -hmm. so i look at him Uh, he's one of my favorite that we produce one of them along with nat turner you know we Mm -hmm. brother never compromised for nothing even looking deaf in the eyes they done shot that man he was he name checked Mm -hmm. them jews inspired so many artists with his message Mm -hmm. ice cube was not dr khaled muhammad so so i get it but death certificate still woke the masses up Right. Machiavelli woke the masses up. He mm. on them albums. Like and it's like mm. we forget that. Like the like so even like I, I want not to not to change the topic, even like Kanye, niggas was shitting on Kanye last year. Kanye put Marcus Garvey on on that one album with Kid Cootie. Fuck with Yeah, like and nigga, oh, oh fuck all that. You put Marcus Garvey on a record in 2019 that's going out to the world that's Mm -hmm. big we don't look at the shit niggas is doing like you could have put anybody so i have to say like Mm -hmm. yo these brothers messages is fire so so back with khalid khalid was the greatest he didn't give up he stayed strong all the way to the day he died um the way he went out uh that's why i'm very cautious of the women i date Mm-hmm. and i'ma leave it at that because that that should give me it give me hot i don't like i don't like that but it's it's a telltale of we have to make smarter decisions as black men even some of our greatest have been compromised by their own women well, yes you absolutely. know and then and i say leave that son leave the son alone like he we don't know what he's seen but he's seen a lot he's he not his daddy he's not his daddy. Right. So it's like a nigga's right. trashing the son. Like if you respect that man, respect his children. Yeah. All he did for us, at least respect his children. You know, so yeah. that's that's again the insanity, brother. That's the insanity. How you trash these great man's children? Yeah. And, the, and that's when it goes in the question to what have you produced? <laughs> like, like, what exactly. have you done? Like I asked, like I was standing with the little brother with Ice Cube what have you done what have you produced he didn't he couldn't answer mm-hmm. the questions he said he said that's deflection it's not deflection because once you're tearing somebody else down to not be a hater and I hate that term but to not be a hater you're tearing somebody else down so the question would be is well what are you doing that makes mm-hmm. you dislike this because right now you mm-hmm. hate him mm-hmm. you hate him or what makes this negative of what they're doing you know if mm-hmm. they're not if they're not negatively impacting black people what is your problem so if they're negatively impacting black people how you feel what are you doing that's positively impacting black people besides running your motherfucking mm-hmm. mouth mm-hmm. posting memes look right. and that's what that's again it's the insanity brother it's the same so Kylie wasn't john he was the god and yes Put some motherfucking respect on Baba Name. It's two L's. It's two L's. I, I'm so tired. I'm not even tired. I, I I actually sit back and laugh when I see niggas spelling Khalid name with one L or they naming their children Khalid with one L. I'd be like, yo, dude, he wildin'. He don't even get it. Cause I didn't
0: do that until you until you till I seen the video, I'm like, oh shit. Like I was ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't know i was unaware
2: that's why i put it up today (laughs) because people think a lot of people assume like i I get it from a lot of women on day or this and that like i think i'm always right i'm not i'm not right about everything but i deal with like people said i deal with belief i always tell them i deal with truth and science that's it i deal with science Mm -hmm. either it's true or it's not it's false if it's false or it's a lie or we don't know and that's cool but i I'm also when if I speak on something, it's something I know. Otherwise, I ask questions to get more information. Right. So again, like, I know his name spelled with two L's. So when niggas is telling me, no, it's not. I was like, bro, I have a video at his grave. <laughs> it's on his tombstone. <laughs> he got two L's on this motherfucking name. <laughs> so it's like, and dude didn't go watch the video. I know he didn't. That's why I threw it up too. For anybody that's seen it, they think I'm just talking. I'm not just talking. Right. I know what I'm talking about. So, so it's like, <laughs> but don't nobody want to give you your credit, <laughs> and that's cool. But the point is, we just gonna put it out there and 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 yeah. and let this let the ice let the pendulum swing. But we got we gotta correct our people when it's an error. Yeah, and that's a big yeah, error.
0: And much respect, cause in that video, if I'm not mistaken, you, it was pouring down rain.
2: Yeah, it was thunderstorming out there. Mm hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so, Um. You, you did ask me about going to his grave site. So yeah, I went to his grave site the week before I went to Africa. Um. I, I wanted to go there to get his blessing. That's why I was like, well, damn, I got some money saved up. Let me go to New York. Um. They'll be dope. if I go to New York and then go to Africa just to see his grave because I found where it was at. And I was just like, okay, I'm going up there. So luckily, just just that time it was my homeboys. It was his child for his birthday. So it was like a double thing. Um, but that's why I went up there. It started raining once I got up there and it was thunderstorming. And I was like, man, fuck all that. I ain't turning back. Like we here. Bro. So I was out there solo. Um I couldn't find I couldn't find Malcolm X grave. It was somewhere near there. Um but I couldn't find yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think Amos Wilson's grave is up there as well. So I'm heading to New York. So when I go up there, I'm gonna go up out to uh pay my respects to Baba. That's what's uh, up. Amos Wilson. That's what's up. Uh, Cause and um yeah he's a big influence on me as far as like the way that I deliver, the way that I write and articulate myself. Mm-hmm. And he taught me sanity. You know, him, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Callum Maha uh Steve Coakley mm-hmm. as far as like research goes and uh just like ne- like the no let up thing. Cause I ain't I ain't bought that shit up in a minute. No let uh, up. No let up. No let up. Just not letting up on these niggas. Not one and bit. To me, like, and I keep getting my ass put off social media. I'm at a point where, like going into just being solution oriented with my thoughts and my actions. Mm-hmm. It's using the practical application of the knowledge and information that I learned, applying to myself, taking, and I like the fact that. You know, you grow over time. And at this point, I don't care what niggas, who they in bed with. Or that ain't my, that's not my business. Right. But it's something vital that can be beneficial to myself. Because I seen you posted and they jumped down your throat for the Tommy Sotomayor with <laughs> him going on uh, Tommy. And then uh, the Candace Owens mm-hmm. uh, video. It was at your neck about mm-hmm. it and I, I i know you don't you don't give a damn, oh. but it's interesting to see the response of the insanity that people their reaction they're trigger mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. so speak on uh like some solutions that you can offer like just from your own perspective and the work that you're doing. What are you doing to bring
2: solutions for our people? Uh well, for one, like really just with my one with my and I say that, like I'm trying to get motherfuckers to think. In a sense, but as and, and second on that, I'm running case studies. Um mm-hmm. again, because like I said, I the the what I do in society, I agree with some of Candace Owens says because I see the end result with our youth, of people I work with. Um so again, with that, I, I can't really dwell much into what I'm doing, like my work, but one, I I, I help mm-hmm. I help young people get jobs. That is one of my solutions. Um, really, I, mm-hmm. I like what I do. I help young people get jobs. Uh, I also teach young people how to be counselors. So again, I'm, I'm teaching and I, I go extra hard for my, my young Blacks. So in a sense, I'm getting young Black people jobs, um, teaching them how to be professional, you know, in a sense to keep their jobs, as well enlightening them just on the knowledge through our conversations, um, helping them regulate their emotions as well as like, you know, while at a job and just in their personal life uh, of, of not blowing up on niggas and, or just blowing up on anybody and jumping out the window, as we may say, because that's a big issue mm-hmm. with our people as we see on social media. They're quick to jump out the mm-hmm. window. You should never let nobody get you that amped up, um, especially another black person, mm-hmm. you know. So more so with that, um spreading culture through my clothing um letting just educating people on our symbols um that that's really like the backline of my clothing is just spreading culture um using our ancient symbols to spread culture and spread knowledge it p- provoke conversation because i'm all about conversation mm-hmm. um and just building mm-hmm. so with that uh through my videos the content i choose to produce um just educating black people in a sense but still making it entertaining um, putting the spotlight showcasing other black people's businesses or just what they're doing, build a community, Um, having a conversation um, myself more. So I'm going to be doing some more case studies. Um, we well, just got cold. So once once the sun comes back out, we'll be doing more case studies in the street, um, educating people in the street as in a sense of just provoking thoughts and conversation. But it's still in the sense of Africanness. It's just not over the top of. I got a flag and a dashiki or some combat boots and shit on. Like, I'm not with that. I'm a regular guy who knows he is an African. And I know we have issues. And based off my experience, I know what I want to do to get what I want to see. Because we can't put a gun to nobody. We can't beat nobody up. We can't force nobody to do nothing. And we have to be in the streets. So, like, again, like me, as you see me, I'm in the streets. I'll be in the mm-hmm. streets solo selling my shit. And that's one thing, uh, you know, again, I don't see these in other insane Negroes who got someone say, I don't see them in the streets. Mm-hmm. They're not in the streets. They're uh, they going to work, you're going home. Nothing wrong with that, but it's like, let's not criticize. Because, again, as you mm-hmm. said earlier, like, I don't, niggas don't, I, I accept it now. Like, niggas is going to do what niggas is going to do. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. that's not my, that's not my forte, but let me do me. Um, but we do have problems in the community. So again, like with the Candace Owens, they don't like their I don't give a damn she dated white man. Tariq wife is a mulatto. Niggas still listen to Tariq. Niggas still buy him color. Mm-hmm. Like, but if somebody's right, they right. Like I don't I don't gotta like their dating preference. I, but she's speaking some real shit. Black people are killing black people in these communities. We're not gonna try to do that old excuse, that's black on black crime, that's fake. Fuck all that. Black people are killing black people in their community. They're shooting black children and black women. Black men are. Black women are constantly having babies out of wedlock. Seven out of ten black children are born out of wedlock. That's 70%. And that's just saying out of wedlock. Most of most of the time they're born to single mothers. No father around. So you're sleeping with unstable men, men who cannot provide a future for their children. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. You're, we have people on welfare, seeking benefits. Section 8, niggas in the hood on the urban plantation, the democratic urban plantation, terrorizing their own community, terrorizing citizens. That's a problem. But we're gonna get mad if somebody talk about it? And that's the shit I'm talking mm-hmm. about, because again, a lot of these conscious men, a lot of them are gangbangers, ex-gangbangers. This, that, and the third, and they mm-hmm. still have this mentality. So. And that's to say, we get into like Brianna Taylor. It is a main situation. You're fucking a drug dealer. And we know a lot of these women, these professional women, who they low-life niggas in the street, willingly. Nope, mm-hmm. Nobody's forcing them. Not saying anything is wrong with it, but don't be mad when you become a casualty or your childhood becomes a casualty because you're allowing these random men in your home you're running with mm-hmm. this dug ass nigga who's still who's overage and still in the streets beefing with other black men and now you're shot you're caught up in a crossfire of bullets mm-hmm. so we don't never talk about shit like that because it's not the white man killing them it's not the white man coming through doing drive-by's why we don't want to talk mm-hmm. about that so I, was like, I agree with ken so saying again because i work with these youth so I see the end result of them. I I work with women clients who do not trust black men because most black men have failed them starting with their fathers. So it's hard to try to, to get one to open up or to not think all oh, black men ain't shit or they lazy or they, they just want to fuck them. That they're going to call them a bitch when they get mad. These are young women. And, and so we don't think of that. or black men who young black men who don't have not a clue in the world what's going on. They want to rap.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Don't know nothing about being black. Hate the black woman because with the mothers have trained them and you got young teens trying to be Megan Thee Stallion and running games. There's no separation on child and adult no more in the black community. Mm-hmm. It's like if if me and you are dressing like blue face, young nigga listening to the same music blue face, listen to something wrong with us and it's like we trying to keep up with the young boys we shouldn't even be competing with them the mm-hmm. niggas in a whole different zone like but it's like now it's no separation you got 35 and 41 year old niggas in the club with young 23 year old women <laughs> a lot of it a lot of it is a lot of it is with sharazade ali was fighting in the 90s we are seeing it like vivica a. fox like she was shitting on a few i didn't know vivica was 56. uh it just slipped my mind but you got 50 50 year old women hitting 60 black women with no husbands
1: mm-hmm.
2: still running around trying to keep up with our age people young 30 year olds late 20s trying to blend we got children and grandchildren and then trying to get in a
0: relationship with somebody like me and you right and they like in their late 30s early 40s or don't have children right like i can't find a good man and be like is the man, are the men a problem or is your choices of men the issue? Exactly. That's why I like uh, brother you put me up on Kevin R. Samuels. Yeah. Cause he tight with uh he just let them talk. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is uh we need to do more of that because eventually like people gonna dispose themselves if they talk long enough. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And I, and that's the okay, thing, just let them talk. Or even I've learned in my dating history, um, just cause my my counseling experience, I ask a lot I ask women a lot of questions. Um mm-hmm. I ask them like, have you been have you been abused? Uh, have you had abortions? Like no men us men don't really ask these women these questions. They ask us because they wanna know what's up. But we don't we just be trying to get in the draws and you gotta ask these women like you know, like if a woman that's had an abortion, you don't wanna Produce no children with her, you only want to be with her because she's hiding, she has to deal with that emotional pain the rest of her life. Mm. And with us men, are you ready for that? Like, is that something you want to deal with? Like, and you wouldn't you would never know why your woman is angry all the time, or why your woman just has some a, such a sense of sadness amongst her. Because many of them will not be honest. So we have to go in and ask questions, and it goes. And it's not to shit on women, because I know anybody here This to think that, it's to secure a better future for yourself as a man. That's what it's about. It's about properly choosing while dating same dating habits. And we don't really do that as black men, which is why many of us have problems. And we don't be able to evolve enough to discuss the things me and you have been discussing on, on here. Because we got child mm-hmm. support uh my license is revoked we locked up you got uh domestic violence charges uh y- y- your baby mama just ruined your life you got to work at the warehouse you can't go to school to educate yourself because you got kids or you know all this shit. and it, at the end of the day it's because we have prop sloppy habits as men just busting up in chicks but Again, nobody's forcing them to have these babies, and I don't. I don't know why these women continue to have these dudes' babies, but it won't be me. So that's why, like I said, I can talk about these things because I don't have those problems. While I'm shouting, "Africa, Africa!" or "We need to do better as Black people," because I'm clean. And the sad thing, the standard has been reduced so low as in our race that dysfunctional is cool, insanity is cool. I uh, appreciate you, my
0: brother, for coming on um this is concludes uh episode one of the war report reclaiming african sanity with my brother saying african drop your uh your social media handles and your youtube your website
2: okay for sure um well thanks for having me on here i appreciate it Uh, appreciate the space appreciate the bill um shout out to you brother uh, social media, you can catch me at Saint, at Saint African on Instagram. Um, Twitter, I use it somewhat, at Saint African. Um, yeah, Saint If you want to find some clothing, um, you can check it out. That's the whole thing, Saint African African with K. Um, you can check out my clothing. You can check out some of the blogs, the press. Um, you can check out, hell, some of the, the media as well in the media. Saint African on YouTube. You can find me there uh check out the content we got an ask an African series we're just asking polling a community i got a few videos out there from africa i got a vlog of, of new york um a little clip some clips in haiti but check out the content um it's very good conversation um definitely check out the ask african with uh khalid desalines um and check out the Afri- ask african with signature um, i think those is um proper interviews and my latest one i just dropped i got a few more coming um, so check them out. Um, And then on business wise, you can email me if you want to do some work or if you're looking to shoot ask an African, anything, hit me up on social media or email me divineoriginal17 at gmail.com for my clothing, uh, my clothing account. I don't really use it like that, uh, but you can check out a Colbin 17 on Instagram, a Colbin 17 and stay the course. That's what I could say.
0: Sir, indeed, indeed most definitely appreciate you my brother uh whenever you my way in in chicago please let me know
1: mm-hmm.
0: i will return the favor for anything you need you know what i'm saying yes, so thank you and peace everybody peace love and light hold the line never let up yes and you know what i'm saying revolutionary greetings free all African political prisoners of war